Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for the latest edition of the live mic. Uh, I apologize for being a little late this evening. No, I wasn't watching hockey, which um, I'm sure some of you uh, would expect from the resident Canadian here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Did uh, experience some technical difficulties, so my apologies on that. But we're going to have a great show tonight. Um, we've got a couple interesting topics coming down the pipeline for you guys. Um Kicking things right off the top, we're going to dive right into some training camp battles. We're, we are really in the thick of things right now, and, and there's some key uh, battles I really want to touch on. Pretty much exclusively all on the offensive side of the football right now. I think uh, for the most part that uh, this defensive side of the ball is pretty uh, pretty locked in where, uh, where most of the guys are going to slot into this defense. So I think a lot of the interesting stuff is coming from that offensive side. Uh, and then when we flip over to our next part, um, I think uh, we'll chat a little bit about that opening day roster and uh, who we're going to see starting on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Um, namely tonight, uh, getting th- getting right into things um, when it comes to camp battles, um, we can start right at the most important position there is in football, and that's the quarterback spot. Of course, um, that's not uh, Ben Roethlisberger is not the guy who uh, needs to worry here, nor does Mason Rudolph, um, even though some people, uh, some people haven't uh, tuned in to uh, that. But um, it comes to that uh, third and fourth stringer spot, um, depending on where they go, uh, Paxton Lynch or Devlin Duck Hodges. Of course, uh, Devlin Hodges uh, had a couple starts in there last year, but uh, Paxton Lynch comes in with that uh, first-round pedigree. He's a little bit taller. He's got a bigger arm. Um, and he uh, he kind of uh, sat in the practice squad once uh, Ben went down with injury um, a year ago. Um, Paxton Lynch, um, he is someone that I uh, have thought uh, pretty uh, highly about, rather, um, when it comes to that the all-important quarter position, comes to bring a backup. Um, and potentially someone that has uh, can push perhaps even Mason Rudolph for that second spot. And I think the reason why I like Paxton Lynch over, over Devlin Hodges, even one of them got uh, playing time over the other. Um, I think it's his first round pedigree and what, uh, what he really has and what his potential is compared to Devlin Hodges. Um, when we watched Paxton Lynch a year ago in the preseason when he was playing for Seattle, I legitimately thought he was going to be their number two quarterback. And when he was cut, uh, I was a little surprised by that, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't think uh, I didn't think Seattle uh, had a very good uh, depth at quarterback uh, a year ago. And I, I know a lot of sites have ranked them for having uh, some of the worst when it comes to that quarterback depth league-wide. However... Um, I think uh, it might have been uh, a bit of a mistake, but um, who really knows what was going on ex- uh, there exactly? But Paxton Lynch, now a Steeler, I think uh, he can absolutely kind of take over that job um, as that third string quarterback and potentially push, push Mason Rudolph for that number two spot just because of uh, what uh, he brings to the, the table, what he's able to do. Of course, having that big arm, he's pretty athletic and can get uh, involved in, in the run game. But it, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, we already know at quarterback, Big Ben's going to be there slinging the rock. And then behind him is Mason Rudolph. And then number three, it's uh, it's even possible that the, the Steelers don't take either of those guys. Because as we're going to see in our next two positions, it is quite possible the Steelers take four running backs. And they could take upwards of six receivers uh, with them into week one. Um, and then obviously some positions are going to have to take a hit if that's exactly what happens. Um, and then... 
if that's the case, uh, both quarterbacks being cut, I think would be a bit of a shock. But um, if it means uh, keeping the likes of a uh, Jalen Samuels around or who knows, a Deion Kane around, um, I, I think it's a move the Steelers might uh, be tempted to make, especially um, when it comes to how much playing time a third string quarterback gets, which should be zero each and every year. You shouldn't, you shouldn't get a single snap out of your third stringer. And if you are getting uh, snaps from your backup, hopefully it's not injury. Hopefully it's just because you got your playoff spot set. But because of that, um, I think the Steelers are going to be faced with some interesting questions here, whether or not they should bring in the, a third, a third string quarterback. I think they will just because Ben's uh, health injuries, but, um, I'm leaning more towards Paxton Lynch here um, just because of his size and athletic ability over over Devlin Hodges. That's not a knock to Hodges, but uh, personally, I just kind of liked uh, I, I like Lynch in, in uh, college, and I just kind of like his intangibles and what he can do a little bit better than what Duck can do. Kicking things back to the spot behind him at running back, I think uh, one of the more interesting uh, battles in training camp is that running back spot especially if they do decide to bring four guys. We already know Benny Snell, James Conner, and uh, Anthony McFarlane, uh, freshly drafted Anthony McFarlane, aren't going anywhere this offseason. But uh, the Steelers are in a spot to carry four running backs. And I think out of the names I'm about to list off for you, I think there's an interesting dynamic because if they take four running backs, they should probably that probably means they're taking uh, uh, five wide receivers and that fourth running back. Might be someone that uh, can take some reps in the slot necessarily. Um, and that kind of bodes well for uh, the talents of Jalen Samuels, Kareth White, and Wendell Smallwood. There's reports out of uh, training camp that Wendell Sw- Smallwood has been impressing. So that's uh, super interesting there because he is, uh, I believe, the most recent addition to the Steelers roster. Behind him, um, Jalen Samuels is just coming off the COVID-19 reserve list. So he hasn't had any uh, snaps yet whatsoever. But um, he's back now, and he can. Uh, he's going to have to earn a spot. I think a year ago, um, he kind of he, he struggled a little bit, but I think that's mostly to do with all the running backs' struggles um, because teams were stacking the box. Uh, I, I think it might be unfair that so many of us, including myself, I, I have done it. Uh, I will admit, um, have kind of thrown uh, uh, Samuel's name to the wayside, and as as a guy that could potentially be cut. Um, if it comes to that, I think uh, there's a higher chance that he actually gets traded. And uh, as, as I've uh, stated before, I, th- I think a good landing spot for him would be like a Carolina where he could uh, line up behind Mis- uh, Mr. Christian McCaffrey. And he can uh, he can do exactly – well, he can't exactly do, do what McCaffrey does, but he, uh, he, he can catch the ball out of the backfield and he can take some snaps if uh, McCaffrey needs some plays off. So that's the interesting thing with uh, with him, Kareth White is the uh, next name that uh, could could potentially take the spot. And what's uh, what there is to like about Kareth White is he stepped on the field and he uh, provided a spark, which um, was pretty sparse last year when it came to the Steelers' offense. Kareth White, um, he proves to be an interesting name because he was snagged off that Chicago Bears practice roster a year ago. Um, and when he was in, he, uh, he impressed a little bit. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those three names that I've already listed – um, would be that running back four, and I do believe the Steelers will take four running backs. That name, I think they will take, especially because that fourth guy is going to have to do some stuff in special teams, as well as potentially stuff in the receiving game is Jalen Samuels. Um, I've uh, flip-flopped on this a few times, but I think uh, my heart is set here on Jalen Samuels being that fourth running back slash slot receiver slash wildcat quarterback because uh, 
just his uh, his abilities in kind of all phases in the game are probably a little bit higher than the other two. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers potentially kept another one around, another running back around, um, just based on that uh, that practice squad veteran spots that are available. Now, carrying five running backs throughout your entire depth chart would be ridiculous, and you probably wouldn't have to uh, take too many of those guys. But um, but I think the Steelers will take four, um, and it's really going to come down to how many snaps Anthony McFarlane's going to get when it comes to playing time for that fourth running back. And I wouldn't imagine too much uh, uh, too much production make that for for Jalen Samuels if he were to make the team when it came to the rushing game. He could potentially uh, catch some pass out of the backfield and as a, as a slot receiver if he were to beat out, say, a Ryan Switzer type for that kind of job. So um, he is kind of a, a flex player. Of course, he came out of college as a tight end. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, play a little bit more out of position in 2020 if Samuels makes this roster, which I am predicting that he will. Kicking things out to wide receiver next. We have a interesting uh, little dynamic here, especially because of that uh, whole running back slot receiver potential and uh, it comes to wide receiver five, because if they take four running backs, I, I just can't see them taking three quarterbacks and six wide receivers. That's that's filling up your roster real quick. Um, of course, your, your, your core four wide receivers, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, uh, James Washington, and second round pick Chase Claypool. Rounding out your, your core four, that fifth spot is still an important spot, especially if there's injury, um, especially depending on your sets. Uh, I know... Uh, Eric Ebron will probably line up in five wide receiver uh, sets just based on his kind of um, abilities and uh, what he kind of uh, is able to do. But that fifth wide receiver spot is still super important when it comes to depth. And that's why I think uh, the Steelers would be more inclined to take a Deion Kane over Ryan Switzer if they're going with five. I think Dane can, or Kane rather, combining his names, gosh darn it. But <laughs> I think... Uh, I think Kane can do a few things better than Ryan Switzer. I think you can play him out out wide. Um, you can play him in the slot. Um, and you, you can motion him around. Kane's, Kane showed a ton of flashes last year. And he, he's another name that uh, was plucked off the Colts practice squad last year. And uh, he kind of, uh, he took some of those snaps away from Johnny Holton, those kind of sideline uh, deep deep routes that uh, Johnny Holton was uh, kind of devouring a little bit when uh, he got uh, those plays thrown at him when Kane came in uh, he made some highlight reel type plays and honestly that kind of got the attention of both myself and a ton of members of Steelers Nation I think uh, Dion Kane is someone who will make this roster and uh, we'll actually see a bit of a statistical uh, bump just because he didn't play too much last year um, bouncing around the practice squads of the two teams but um, I think uh, Dion Kane is definitely someone who uh, who could potentially be a gunner on special teams. Um, he could be uh, he could slot in if there's an injury again. Um, and he is someone that I could also see uh, running some of that uh, jet motions that Matt Canada likes to do so so much. Um, so if that's the case, I think the Steelers go three quarterbacks. Uh, Lynch being quarterback three, four running backs, Samuels being the last, and then five wide receivers, Kane over guys like Switzer, uh, Side Blacknall, um, and the rest of the uh, practice squad uh, uh, trio there. But you know what? I think the Steelers, if they do take five wide receivers, I think you can expect them to add one of those guys um, that don't make the team into that kind of practice squad scenario. Even Orion Switzer, um, even if uh, even if you don't like that name a whole lot, he is someone that uh, could be on that veteran practice squad list. 
Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a movie that's made, but um, I don't think at this point that they're going to take that many uh, skill positions. So I would expect um, I, I'd expect Switzer to probably flirt around that practice squad, maybe get a call up uh, if there's injury, but uh, I'm not holding my breath out on that. Um, moving over to our next battle, we have the right tackles. And what's interesting here is this is probably the uh, position battle that's going to affect this offense's team the most here. Um, Zach Banner, Chooks for One of these guys is going to be starting offensive tackle for your Pittsburgh Steelers. The other guy is probably going to be that uh, six-swing tight end. Um, and you know what? Uh, I think this is going to be extremely interesting. Of course, Chooks uh, battled a little bit of injury last year. Banner got that sixth uh, swing spot already under his belt, a little bit of playing time for himself. He was dominant in the run game. Uh, and anytime you knew uh, Banner was coming on the field, you knew they were going to run the ball. But he did look good when he was out there. He's changed his body type. I've seen uh, photos of Chooks core for even. He's also um, showed off uh, the work he has put in in this offseason. And you know what? It, uh, it's kind of exciting to see both guys taking this so uh, seriously. Uh, and one of these two guys is going to take the job. Uh, if, if Big Al, say, uh, is to retire or not to uh, sign his sign of extension, I could see both these guys being uh, the team's, both of their starting tackles come 2021. Um, so I, I don't think uh, all is lost for whoever uh, loses this, uh, this battle, but of course, um, both guys, uh, they're there to compete. They're there to win. But I, I think what you kind of get better from uh, either guy, I think Chooks is probably a little bit better in pass pro and Banner in the run game just due to his sheer size. He's uh, a bit of a mauler. It's going to be interesting to see where this one goes um, because it could it can really go either way. I don't really think there is a favorite right now. Of course, Zach Banner's kind of that that big personality guy, that great locker room guy, but that's not buying you a spot. Um, and he, uh, he's a guy that obviously bet on himself signing that one year contract worth not as much money as he probably could have made, made if he signed for a, a longer deal with the Steelers or elsewhere. But, um, he is someone that, uh, was on the program and you know what, shared some thoughts about his, uh, uh, season and he's shredded down he looks to be in the best shape of his career um of course when he was playing um in uh in uh, cleveland i believe it was he tipped the scales at over 400 pounds um he shredded almost 100 pounds off of him uh and he looks to be doing great and he is a kind of guy that um could could potentially make a big impact on this team uh of course both guys uh former third round picks um and uh i think I think uh, when it comes down to it, either one of those names are going to end up as starters come 2021. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. 
If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. But um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to our next spot, it's uh, a, a little bit different because um, if you've uh, been keeping up with my Steelers A to Z articles um, on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, you noticed that yesterday we uh, talked about a second punter on the roster who is still on the roster. And it really shouldn't matter. We shouldn't really care too much about uh, about that kind of spot. But because of Jordan Berry's struggles the last couple of years, I think the punter position is one that we uh, need to keep an eye over on. And you know what? Corliss Wait, uh, Waitman is still on this team, which after having uh, to be forced to make 10 cuts um, and the Steelers taking a punter instead of uh, keeping one of these skill guys that they had to move on from speaks volumes to me. Uh, and I think uh, when you look down to it, I think the writing could be on the wall for one Jordan Barry. Um, once that uh, those COVID cuts kind of came down through the pipeline, I made some predictions and I said uh, Waitman was the first name that came to mind that uh, uh, would be cut, but um, he wasn't. So what it really screams to me is uh, I think the Steelers have uh, finally recognized the consistency of Jordan Barry's punts, have, uh, have uh, kind of fallen off the cliff from his early years with the team. And um, keeping a guy uh, like Corliss Waitman, who uh, a year ago only had a just a shade over 41 punt uh, a punt average uh, in terms of yardage. Uh, Jordan Berry last year was just over 45 uh, yards a punt. When it comes to uh, Waitman's 2018, however, he was flirting with NFL average-ish numbers, which for another factor to me is why are you keeping two punters on this roster I feel like uh, the organization could probably figure out who's better at punting um, super, super quickly here um, in training camp. And after after a couple weeks in, I think they could absolutely kind of move on from one of the two guys just based on uh, who's, uh, who's able to kick it further and have a little more precision. And you know what? The pressure is on because these guys are competing for their NFL careers. Um and you know what? If the Steelers do go in a different direction at punter, I think uh, I think Steelers fans would welcome it just because uh, some of the frustration shared at one Mr. Jordan Berry kind of pooching the ball a little bit. It, it, not, it wasn't as bad as it was in 2018. I will give him credit, but it, the punts did seem to trail off as the year went by. But um, when it comes to that punter spot, you know, it really shouldn't be one we should be talking about. But... Um, it is one that uh, the Steelers are going to have to deal with. If Jordan Berry can't get that consistency under control, um, I wouldn't be too concerned if they move on from Jordan Berry. Um, before we uh, continue along, guys, um, I forgot to mention off the top that we still got our uh, our jersey um, contest going. The second I log off here, if you haven't already jumped in on that, um, I'm, I'm going to be drawn a winner. And then tomorrow at noon, uh, Eastern time, that is, of course, out here in the West Coast. It'll be a little bit earlier for me. We'll be uh, proud to uh, announce the winner of the signed Juju Smith-Schuster jersey. So if you haven't already, make sure to uh, click over and uh, make sure you're retweeting on Twitter, commenting on Instagram, and uh, sharing on Facebook. Uh, we're excited to give that away and uh, continue our partnership with the Total Sports Enterprises, and before uh, we kind of move on to our next topic here today, I, I kind of want to recap a little bit uh, about um, these position battles. 
um, especially especially when it comes to uh, to our quarterback spots. It's going to be uh, it's going to be super interesting to see how this ends up, um, namely because. What happened with Ben's elbow a year ago? I don't think the Steelers want to be caught with their pants down again, and they're going to do their due due diligence, (laughs) make that when it comes to finding these guys. We don't have any preseason games to rely on here, and that's uh, that's going to really affect a lot of these guys and kind of sways the pendulum for uh, these battles to guys that have a little bit more experience. Now, the Steelers are probably going to have to gamble when it comes to this quarterback spot, if they are going to go with a Paxton Lynch or if they're going to go with a Wendell Smallwood at running back. Um, if you're going to go with guys that haven't played a snap for the organization yet, um, you, you're probably um, just betting on the guys that you already have. Um, you're probably a little frustrated uh, of them from a season ago, and you're just ready to move on. And if that's the case, then then that's totally fine. But you know what? There's, gonna, there's probably going to be a mistake made here and there just because – how can you find your best 53 if you don't play any preseason games? It is a bit of an issue uh, that I think a lot of teams are going to um, be looking at when it comes to this season. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you see a lot more uh, player movement in the early weeks of uh, the regular season than we typically do. Just because um, teams don't really know what they have in some of those undrafted guys. And of course, the Steelers just kind of bring on borders. Uh, in favor of keeping around some uh, undrafted guys. Um, Breon Borders, of course, uh, had a pit stop in the XFL, I want to say. Um, he played for the Raiders. He moved around a little bit. Uh, and it's really kind of uh, it's really kind of interesting um, what, uh, what, uh, what they will do with those names. Because say if a Trojan Bandy comes in and he struggles in week one, two, and three, you're like, all right, this undrafted guy, we kind of were not losing any money at anyway uh, and we can we can just pick up one of those guys we already dropped off so I think we're going to see a lot of that this year uh, and that's not something we typically do see but it wouldn't really surprise me um, some other position battles worth noting I would say this year is uh, the curious case of Mr. Curtis Riley the safety slash corner he might kind of tip the scales for this team um He's not necessarily competing with one person, but uh, if he can prove to play both spots, the Steelers might uh, be more likely to keep him along because, of course, he has experience at corner and at safety. Um, And he is someone that uh, uh, could allow the team to keep a body at a different position if you do have a guy that can do both and play on specials. Um, Another uh, spot kind of worth noting is that inside linebacker three, um, Ulysses Gilbert, I would I would tell you is the far and away favorite for that spot, uh, and then behind that it, it's it's a little sparse who's going to be playing uh, linebacker, but um, guys like Robert Spillane, um, of course, was a beast in special teams, and he isn't going anywhere. So if the Steelers do decide to go with four inside linebackers. You're really only going to get one guy that can play that kind of depth spot inside, which um, will be a little interesting to see how the Steelers play it. They have a plethora of outside linebackers. Does that make them more likely to move a TJ Watt? It, it might uh, affect his stats a little bit if he takes a snap or two at inside linebacker, um, if he's not rushing the pass rusher as much. But TJ Watt is a talent. He can. Uh, we've seen him line up outside in the slot before. Um, 
do a little press coverage and he's impressed at it. Um, we've seen him line up at inside linebacker before, and I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if uh, it was needed and um, say there's a lot of passing downs necessarily upcoming and uh, Devin Bush needed a, a rest or, or uh, whatnot. Um, they could totally move a TJ Watt back there and I wouldn't be too surprised. Um, other than that, um, there's, there's always um, competitions, um, when it comes to those kind of final guys on the roster, when it comes to guys making special team spots. And one of the interesting things, uh, both myself and Jeffrey Benedict were talking on uh, Beck in Black over on Wednesday night show, we were uh, we were kind of talking a little bit about um, that gunner spot because the Steelers really only have one true gunner from a year ago. And, and that is uh, an interesting kind of position because it is super important in your punt return game. Um, do they play a rookie like Chase Claypool there? Um, despite him being a, a pretty high draft pick and probably command a, a lot of offensive reps, um, do they do they go with an undrafted guy? Do they go with a Cur- Curtis Riley? That is something to keep an eye on. Um, outside of that, um, you know your outside linebacker spots they're pretty much set in stone. Um, I would hate to say uh, a rookie is just going to step in day one and be your outside linebacker three, but Alex Highsmith definitely seems like the guy. Mm-hmm taking ups uh in pass rushing past rushing situations um when it comes to giving bud pre or tj water rest um i, I just see him uh, stepping day one and getting more naps than those guys and it, it really would surprise me um if that's the way it went over in ola denny or uh tuzar skipper just because uh smith is a pass rushing guru guru in college and i think uh, the team really needs to find out what they have in him if they truly are going to move on from bud dupree um they're probably going to be forced to move on from him so that outside linebacker three spot i think uh far and away is going to high smith when it comes to uh the two toledo guys in a denny and uh skipper they're probably they're probably just going to compete with one another throughout their entire careers i think both guys make the team uh, when it comes to snaps, I couldn't. It can't really see them making uh, too many uh, defensively unless one uh, can uh, move back a little bit and play a little bit of uh, inside linebacker, um, which I definitely see as a possibility. But um, I think both these guys are going to make their money at uh, backup outside linebackers and probably not much more than that uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, another name to kind of look on is uh, Marcus Allen. I've seen the live chats uh, coming up a couple times. Marcus Allen, he's pretty much just competing with himself to even stay in the NFL. Um, he, of course, a late round draft pick, but he is a, a big time special teams guy uh, and, and an impact player um, in college. So, um, someone Steelers fans were pretty uh, aware of just based on him playing at Penn State, uh, getting a lot of exposure in the market, and uh, for him to uh, to not really have done a whole lot in his time in Pittsburgh has been a bit of a disappointment. Um, of course, Steelers drafted a safety. They brought in Riley. Uh, and now you're still looking at uh, Marcus Allen. You're saying, well, he's still behind Jordan Dangerfield on the depth chart. He's not He's not pass, passing either of the two starters. What is going to happen with his career here? And honestly, I feel like uh, I feel like this might be the very end of uh, Marcus Allen, the safety. And uh, other than that, there's not too, too many spots that uh, my eyes are really uh, – trending to when it comes to these position battles. Uh, I, I bet you earlier in the offseason, I would have told you Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton, but I, I'm starting to view Sutton not so much as a nickel corner, but as that kind of backup 
to uh, Hayden and Nelson on the outside um, and a guy that can step in in coverage downs because he is he is a fairly solid uh, pass uh, DB. And I think I think his spot is pretty set in stone and Hilton is their slot guy um, and he'll be the slot guy until he's not on this team anymore. Um, so with that said, um, if you're listening on our par- podcast platform, we got some more great talk coming to you. Uh, we're going to break down the Steelers uh, starting lineups offensively and defensively come week one. Um, so uh, make sure you to download part two of uh, of uh, the live mic um, for audience watching on YouTube. Just stay uh, stay on. We'll uh, get right back into it shortly. <laughs> 